welcome to Church in Maine. This is the podcast at the intersection of faith and modern life. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. As I said in a prior episode, I've been doing these videos now since late September that are about five to seven minutes. They're called the weekly check-in. I put them up on YouTube. I have no idea if people are really listening to them or not, but it's something I, I like to do. Um, and um, hopefully it's of some value to someone. But I wanted to share a few of them up uh, here at the, on the podcast. Uh, the one that we talked about prior was one I call the uh, Church in the Time of TikTok. This one um, I actually recorded in early October, and it's about Christian nationalism. So the talk of Christian nationalism has ro- risen considerably since the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th of 2021. And in that time, we've seen a number of laypersons, of pastors, theologians, and others that have arisen, and they um, talk about what they see as the goodness of Christian nationalism. Um, I did a video, uh, um, really the whole genesis of that video that I did was responding to one prominent um, nationalist who um, I'll talk about in the video. And his, it was really a tweet that he did. And his tweet really, to me, could run into just pure kind of xenophobia. Um, and so I wanted to kind of respond to that. The thrust of the video is really about how nationalism is very different from patriotism. Um, and that is a difference that sometimes is lost in the debate. Um, there are some that, in talking about nationalism, sometimes try to lump patriotism in there. And I, I think that those are two very different um, animals. And um, I wanted to highlight that and highlight what it meant for a Christian um, to love their country and what does that mean. And so that's kind of what I talk about. Um, I put I will put links in the show notes um, above some prior episodes I did that are sub are related to Christian nationalism. One of them is um, uh, with Jack Jenkins of the uh, Religion News Service. Another one is from Nap Nasworth. Um, you know, and also I have a link to the video itself, and that I hope that you consider watch it and and sharing. Um. Sadly, this is probably going to not, will not be the last episode um, where I talk about Christian nationalism. Um, I think this is a movement that we're going to have to deal with for a few years to come. In the meantime, here is the video now as a, in podcast form on Christian nationalism. Hello, church. This might be an odd thing for a pastor to say, but um, my two most favorite holidays aren't religious. They're actually civic in nature. Those two holidays are Thanksgiving and the 4th of July. Um, I consider myself a patriot. I love my country. I love the United States of America. I love the fact that I can show my U.S. passport, and I proudly show that wherever I go around the world. I love that 
every 4th of July, I can listen, and I do listen to uh, National Public Radio's Morning Edition, where they, all their news staff gets together and they um, say the Declaration of Independence. And it's so cool to hear that. I remember as a little kid back in Michigan, um, learning how to care for the flag in second grade and to treat it with respect. I love that we're a nation that is made up of people from every corner of the world. And I love the fact that our diversity of thought and of heritage and of religion is basically a feature of who we are as a nation. It's not a bug. Now, being African-American, I do know that my love for this nation is not blind. It has made mistakes, horrendous, horrendous sins. As an African-American, I know the history of slavery and of Jim Crow and how that affected our nation, how it affected my ancestors. But I'm also thankful for people like Dr. the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, who reminded people and reminded our nation to hold fast to the words that were written in the Declaration of Independence and also the Constitution. I wholeheartedly agree with the writer James Baldwin, who said the following, I love America more than any country in the world. And exactly for this reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. There's nothing wrong with being patriotic, with loving your country. As long as you keep the main thing, the main thing. Now, I saw a tweet today that got me thinking. And these days, it's hard to see something on Twitter that really makes you think. Some people would say that there was never a time that there was something on Twitter that would make you think. But this one did. It's attributed to Stephen Wolf. He is a writer, and he has written a book that is called The Case for Christian Nationalism. And this is what the tweet said. A Christian should love his children over other children, his parents over other parents, his kin over other kin, his nation over other nations. Think about that for a moment. The main thing, what I was just talking about earlier, is that we serve Jesus Christ. If we claim to follow Jesus, if we call ourselves Christians, which means Christ followers, then we have to remember that Jesus calls us to love and to care for people, not just within the boundaries of our nation, but also beyond them. As Christians, we place our faith in Jesus above everything else. And that includes our nation. The rise of Christian nationalism 
is disturbing. And the reason that it is so disturbing is because it subsumes our faith, a faith that goes beyond boundaries and puts it into the service of nation. And the nation here isn't defined in our shared commitments to securing the blessings of liberty, as is found in the preamble to the Constitution, but it is to kin, to nation, to blood, and to soil. It reduces the awesome love of God to something that is smaller. The God that breaks boundaries becomes a God that is tied to nationality, and sometimes, dare I say it, even race. But the Jesus that we serve is one that is always crossing boundaries. The story of the Good Samaritan that Jesus tells is a reminder that Christ-like love comes in many forms. And the God of the Christian nationalists might be called God, but I don't think it's the Christian God, at least not the God that I find in the Bible. In the book of Acts, we see that the early church that began in Jerusalem started to take root throughout the known world, with the disciples going from Jerusalem to all the ends of the world that they knew. And even in Acts 2, the very first birth of the church, Peter, the apostle, preaches his first sermon to a global audience that are all gathered there in Jerusalem. The church was already global on day one. And it wasn't the property of any specific nation or people. Now I want to end with a hymn. And I'll be honest, it is not my favorite hymn. A lot of people like to sing it, actually, in place of other uh, more patriotic songs. Um, and, you know, I like patriotic songs. But the song has value, and it makes value here. And the song, which is found in many of your hymnals, is This Is My Song. It's a song that talks about the writer's love of their country, but also a reminder that we are called to a higher love. And this is how it goes. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands far and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts and other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as true and high as mine. My country skies are bluer than the ocean and sunlight beams on clover, leaf, and pine. But other lands have sunlight too and clover and skies are everywhere as blue as mine. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for their land and for mine. I love my country, but I also love my Savior. And my Savior calls me to love not just my country, but beyond it as well.
Have a good rest of the week, church. Take care. Godspeed. Well, thanks for taking, um, for listening to this episode. Um, this is probably the last time I'm going to share this, but just a note about the podcast itself. Um, my podcast host Sounder, which I have been using for about a year or so, is closing up shop, um, at least when it comes to podcast hosting. Um, about two or three weeks ago, I actually moved things over to, to Substack. So um, if, you're sub, if you're already subscribed to the podcast, you don't have to do anything. But you might want to visit the um, website over at Substack. Um, which is church and main all one word dot substack dot com because there will be some articles that uh, of course won't show up um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify or what have you, um, and you can also go there um, uh, find episodes on um, my podcast page, which is church and main all one word dot org. Um, and while you're there, you can also uh, leave a donation to help support this podcast. It does take uh, money to uh, make sure that you can produce really good content. So if you're able to um, make a donation, that would be great. Um, also, I hope that when you, um, if you're watching the video um, that this is based off of, uh, episodes based off of, that you will like it and share it with others. Um, and also for the podcast to uh, subscribe or um, and or leave, feel free to leave a review. Um, you can also leave a um, response at the Substack page as well. I'd love to hear from people and to hear what you are all thinking. So that is it for this episode of Church and Maine. My name is Dennis Sanders, your host. We will be back with more interviews coming up soon. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Take care. Godspeed. And I will see you very soon.